We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lords by donating to the Future Full of Hope capital campaign at lordsdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. Good morning, everyone. Great to be with you all. Uh, we have with us today, great to have Father Mike back. Um, there's a, a good chance, we're hoping, we're going to hear from the Archbishop this week, but we're hoping he will be assigned in a fuller capacity to some degree, at least at Lourdes. Uh, hopefully we'll find that out this week. Um, we also have Father, or Father, not yet. <laughs> we have Deacon Chris Considine. Uh, Deacon Chris will be a priest in May. Um, he's a member of our community, the Companions of Christ, and a joy to have you with us today. You never do that for me. <laughs> I'm going to be in purgatory two more days for that. So, uh, today we have powerful readings as always, and I really pray in this morning, there's just some really beautiful things I think God has for us, as he always does. Um, so, I don't know what you nerd out about during, like, Christmas, um, and it's not Christmas, right? Don't get me wrong, but at this time of year, I don't know what the things are that you kind of nerd out about. Um, this week, I nerded out about incense. I know you're with me right? But so I was online, and we've, we've been trying to figure out the right incense to use at Lourdes. And uh, so I was online looking, and uh, there's a place in Massachusetts called Spencer Abbey. And Spencer Abbey is a monastery, and they make incense and we I ordered some I'm like so excited it's like beautiful incense smells so good and I thought that'd be nice for Christmas and I was kind of nerding out I'm like oh yes incense mmm love it and I'm on their website and they also make jam pretty cool and beer and I don't know I all of us have different things in our life Right, we have different things that we kind of daydream and fantasize about. And I don't know if lay people do this, but I fantasize about the monastery. Don't you want to be a monk? Seriously, I mean, they have these really cool habits, right? The habits are the robes they wear. And I'm like, what's better than that? They're in habits, and they make incense and beer. Enough said, right? And all week I was like, oh, Lord, there's so much going on. There's so much to get done. And the monastery was like calling to me. I was like, Brian, we have jam. <laughs> I don't know if your fantasies do that for you. But it really did. And I think today's gospel and today in Advent... As we are in the Advent season, I want to talk to you today about something that relates to the monastery. Monasteries were set up as places of prayer and silence. The, the motto of St. Benedict is Ora et Labora, 
which is not Greek, it's Latin, and it means pray and work. Pray and work. And so monks, going all the way back to the ancient church, have devoted themselves to lives of they work with their hands, and they pray and they study. And what I want to talk to you about today is what are you doing with your life, and especially this Advent, what are you doing that matters? What are you doing that matters? It's so easy for us, I'm convinced of this, the world, what the world wants from us is it wants us to give ourselves completely to things that don't matter. The world wants to distract us. It wants to lead us into noise and confusion and to live in a crowd. And the message I have for you today, I could, I could sit down now, you know I won't, but the message I want to give to your brothers and sisters is that if you don't have silence in your life, you'll never be who you're supposed to be. If you do not have silence in your life, you will never be who God made you to be. So a couple of quotes for you this morning. So Joseph Pieper, if you don't know Joseph Pieper, you know, I, I quote St. Thomas Aquinas a lot. And I've been studying him for a long time now, and I'm starting to understand him a little bit. But if you want to understand St. Thomas, Joseph Pieper is a great intro because he's easier to read. And he and he's, takes St. Thomas's teachings and really makes them accessible. So Joseph Pieper says this. He says, To perceive means to listen in silence. To perceive means to listen in silence. And only in silence is hearing possible. Only in silence is hearing possible. I don't know why this is, brothers and sisters, but there's things in my life that I, I know. I always know them. But when I quiet my surroundings and when I quiet my heart and my mind and my soul, I hear them in a way I never hear them otherwise. Right? I know, I know the, the truths of my life, of God's truth that He wants me to live out. I know them. But there's something about when I go on silent retreat and I forget about my inbox and I forget about maintenance issues and I forget about administrative issues and, and I turn off my radio and I can hear the word of God in a way I never do otherwise. And not only do I hear it, but there's a peace and a joy where I just say, Lord, I feel like a human being again. And I remember, right, as I always say, this is one of the central things I say, like, all the time. I remember that I was not created to answer your emails. So deal with it. I'm sorry I haven't gotten back to you yet. 
just I'll try. But I wasn't made for that. And I wasn't made, right, to run around like crazy and always have more to do. When I'm in silence, I know, not just something I hear in my ears, but I know from the, the depths of my mind and my heart and my soul, I know that I was made for something more. And I was made for that intimate union with Christ. Advent is supposed to remind us of that. One more quote, Thomas Merton, who is a monk, a Trappist monk, he says this, he says, you will never find interior solitude, right? That peace inside of yourself that all of us hunger for. Right? You're, you hunger so deeply. I know you do. Everyone always says, when I go on silent retreat, they always say, I could never do that. I'm like, yes, you could, you sinner. Right? You could. You could do it. And actually, when you get a taste for it, you will crave it. You will never find interior solitude unless you make some conscious effort, right? Intentionality. You will, unless you make a conscious effort to deliver yourself from the desires and cares in the world. There is a cost to being a real Christian. You have to leave something behind. Only when you leave behind all the noise and the distractions can you hear the word of God within you. And today's gospel is so rich, but that's part of what our gospel is about today. In our gospel today, John the Baptist is in the desert. And there's, there's another monk that I just love his writings, Erasmo Leva Maracakis. It's a mouthful for you. He says, every fresh word of God, every new beginning. Today, Advent's about new beginnings. Do you want a new start? Do you want to start over and say, I'm however old, I'm 40, right? I'm, well, I'm not yet, I'm almost there, right? And like, in, in biblical terms, 40 years is a generation. So I've lived a generation. I need a fresh start. And I want to remember what my life is really supposed to be. Erasmo says that every new beginning starts in the desert. It always does. Because in the city, there's noise and distraction and confusion. But when you go to the desert, that's stripped away. It is no accident today that John the Baptist is crying out in the desert. It is no accident that Jesus begins his ministry in the desert. In the desert, you leave behind all the tangled mess that you've made and that I have made, and we can hear. And I can remember why I became a priest. Just all that matters. I can remember what happened the day I was created and why the love of God brought me into existence. And I can forget the things that don't matter. Brothers and sisters, that's so important. 
Advent's about that. And so the crowds today. John's out in the, in the desert and it says, Then went out to him Jerusalem and all of Judea and all the region about the Jordan. They left. John could have just gone to Jerusalem. That's where everyone's at. When you go to Israel and you go to the place where John the Baptist was preaching, it's, it's a desolate place. It's right by the Dead Sea. John didn't go to the city. He made people leave something behind. That fresh start you need in your life, I know you need it. Brothers and sisters, you've got to leave behind the anxieties and the cares of a worldly existence. Not even the evil ones, just the noisy ones. And that'll give you that fresh start. Two more points I want to make this morning. We're going to come back to that one to finish. But the other one is about judgment. Today's gospel and our first reading, there's a lot of judgment in today's scripture readings. Right, so John today says, right, he calls them the, the, that brood of vipers. And then he says, the Messiah is coming, his winnowing fork is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the granary, but the chafe he will burn with unquenchable fire. And if you really listen to that, it kind of feels like, okay, John the Baptist... Whereas one of Father Mike and I's professor, actually you have him too, Deacon Chris, he always just calls him JB. And I'm always like, JB, just chill out, right? Like, can you imagine if I preached that way? Listen, you brood of vipers, right? The fire's coming, sinners, right? John the Baptist is kind of that way today. What's that about? And I want to talk about judgment. Judgment today, and that image that John the Baptist uses is beautiful. In ancient, in ancient world, when you harvest your grain, you pile it up, and you, it's chopped up on the threshing floor. And in all the grain, there's a big mixture of the ears of grain and the, uh, the straw, the chaff. And the grain, is, that, that head is really useful to you. That's what you need to make bread and, and eventually, thank God, pasta, you know, all these things. And what you would do is you take, a, you take a pitchfork and you throw it into the air. And as the wind blows, the straw is very light and the useful part of the grain is heavier. And so the, the light pieces are blown further away than the pieces that are useful. And what John's saying today, he uses that for judgment. Things that are valuable are heavier, and they have substance. The day you are judged, brothers and sisters, judgment is not some external thing that God imposes on you. That's not what judgment is. Judgment is simply the revealing of who you are. Judgment is simply the revealing of who you are. Do you have substance? Do you have weight? Do you have depth? Do you have a heart? 
that loves things that are true and good and beautiful. When you love things like that, what happens to you and me is that we become people of character, of depth, of weight. <clears throat> Advent should remind you of that. So how do you do that? And I want to leave you with this today. And you say, you know, Father Brian, you know, you fantasize about going to the monastery. I fantasize about having five minutes to myself because my kids are screaming and my husband's annoying and I don't know, whatever else. How do I, how do, I do this? And today during this Advent season, I just want to leave you an image of Mary as the perfect image of how you and I can achieve this. And I love praying with this every Advent. So, so Mary, right, you think, you're like, FB, I've got problems, right? I'm not a priest, I'm not a monk, I'm not a religious sister. I have real things to deal with. Mary is the image of a Christian in the world. Mary had problems. Pray about this this week. Mary had external problems. When you're 14 and you get pregnant in ancient Israel, there's going to be problems. You're unmarried and you're 14 and you're pregnant, there's going to be problems. And Mary has no way to explain that to anyone. Mary's pregnancy caused her great problems. And she can't say, when her parents come over and they say, Honey, what happened? And she says, The angel Gabriel came to me, right? And he said, You know, you're going to be the mother of God. Mary's yes to God isolated her. She would have been judged in public. She would have been misunderstood. She would have been isolated. But here's the secret. Mary wasn't sad. She was not alone. She was not anxious. Mary was perfectly joyful. Because she had union with Jesus Christ. Interiorly, right, the fullness of God filled her. And so whatever external problems there might have been, Mary would have been joyful, and I know she was. She was the most joyful person that ever lived. Because of her union with God. Brothers and sisters, that's, that can be you and I. Maybe you have external noise in your life. And I encourage you, do your best. You need an advent. And all year, you need to have space for silence. That really matters. But even when there's...